Victory Monday. I can't sing for nothing, you guys, but I am in a singing mood because wow. Wow, 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 wow. What a game. What a game. Oh my God, despite some of the small heart attacks, we made it through. We beat the Redskins. Carson was clutch. Everybody was just absolutely, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sports and Stilettos Podcast. I am your host, Breezy. Welcome. This is episode 25. Just chugging right along here. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that we, um, that I actually get to record for the playoffs. How dope would that be? Anyway, um, welcome. Make sure that you like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show so that you under, or so that you, <laughs> that you understand what is wrong with me today. So that you are notified as soon as I drop new episodes every week. You guys are getting a dose early. I usually drop these on Tuesdays, but you know what? I'll explain why at the end of the show. But um, yeah, make sure you're subscribed to whatever podcasting platform you listen to the show on so that you get that little ding when a new episode is ready for you to listen. Um Let's just let's just get right into it, shall we? Um, I'm going to start with the negatives first because I just I need to get this out the way because I am just so happy for this team right now. And I need I, I just I need to get it off my chest. OK, so. Really, the only negative that I have coming out of this game is the defense. I don't know what defense was out there on the field yesterday. I don't know who was actually coaching this defense yesterday. I don't know what these players were thinking yesterday, but you know what? Fire everybody. I'm I'm done. I'm done. Get rid of everybody. Nobody nobody deserves to come back next year at all from that defensive side of the ball because that was an absolutely disgusting performance by them. Absolutely disgusting. How is it that you game plan for a rookie quarterback who has been sacked 26 times in his eight games and we couldn't get one sack on him. Not one. Nothing. We got nothing. Him. I'm pretty sure I heard somebody say that he had uh, Dwayne Haskins had a career year against us or a career game against us. That is unbelievable. We are never, never going to get far if these defensive players don't step up when they need to step up and play consistently for 60 minutes. That is the biggest problem here. It's the biggest problem. Because while the offense starts off starts off slow, they pick up momentum coming out of the half. Or they put together a drive or two that gives us fans a little bit of hope and not leave us with a, a bad taste in our mouth. This defense does not give a flying F what kind of taste they leave in our mouths. Because honestly, these last couple of weeks have been absolutely horrendous. And Jim Schwartz is to blame. 
The leaders on this defense are to blame and that front four is to blame because nobody did their job yesterday. Nobody. So, you know what? End of the year, when when they're in there cleaning out their lockers and, and doing all of that, yeah, I'm going to need y'all's key cards back. I'm going to need them back because n- nobody is coming back next year. Nobody. And I'm pretty sure half the defense is our free agents anyway. Let them all walk. I, I don't care. I don't care. Don't care. Terry McLaurin. The one person other than Sims, the one person that Jim Schwartz should have game planned against to make sure that they didn't that he didn't do exactly what he did to us in week one. You had one job, Jim. One. Make sure Terry McLaurin doesn't score a touchdown. Make sure Terry McLaurin doesn't get open in the field. Make sure Terry McLaurin gets tackled when he's supposed to get tackled. And you know what? He had a career day. Five receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. I'm sick. <laughs> like, like how does, how does this even happen? How? I don't get it. It, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Zero sense. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't know how the Eagles' defensive side of the ball left that game yesterday happy with their performance at all. They should be ashamed of themselves for letting a rookie quarterback and a rookie wide receiver run all over them yesterday. Which brings me to my next point. If you follow me on Twitter, you, you, you've heard, you heard me say this. I've got all the respect in the world for Adrian Peterson. I love what he is still able to do. Obviously, he is still a threat in this league. And, you know, all due respect for him. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great for him. But Jesus, what in the world was with the tackling? This defense was so scared to hit him. I just, it, I, every, time, every single time he ran the ball and he ran over someone or ran through someone or juked out of a tackle or whatever the case was, I just, I put my head in my hands. I put my head in my hands because I don't understand if your only job is to tackle and make the tackle. Why you let this man run all over you? I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes no sense. No sense. Zero sense at all. They were terrified to hit Adrian Peterson. Terrified. And they shouldn't have been because he's an old man. Come on. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, so circling back around to Dwayne Haskins and um, his game yesterday, 19 of 28, 261 yards, two touchdowns, and 121 passer rating. Like, come on, uh, defense. How? He's played eight games in the NFL. 
He's got nothing but rookie wide receivers around him. And you let this man play so comfortably that he ends up with 121% passer rating? What? How? Absolutely disgusting. Fire everybody. Now, my favorite part of the show where we talk about all the positive and wonderful things that we watched on TV and how good it made you feel. Seeing Miles Sanders break records yesterday was, it it made my heart so happy. It really did. It made my heart so happy because that just goes to show you that Doug Peterson is starting to trust him a little bit more, starting to put the ball in his hands to make a play, and it works. It works. This is why you hear me scream every week, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Had they been more consistent with running the ball, I think Miles Sanders probably would have broken records maybe two weeks ago. Maybe. I could be wrong, but whatever. Anyway, Miles Sanders, like I said, broke the rookie franchise record for rushing yards yesterday. And I believe... I think he also broke the record for scrimmage yards as well, I believe. Um, Don't quote me on that because I don't remember. But um, yeah, 19 attempts, 122 yards and a touchdown. That's just rushing. Then (laughs) Then he had six receptions, 50 yards and another touchdown. Now that receiving touchdown... I guarantee you will be plastered all over ESPN, all over NFL Network. That throw from Carson Wentz to Miles Sanders reminded me of when Carson Wentz got out of trouble, threw the ball to Corey Clement in 2017, and it was almost the same play, just like maybe feet, you know, a difference of maybe a couple of feet from where the ball was actually caught. But it was the same play. Same play. And you know what? Miles Sanders did a great, great job getting Carson out of trouble, making sure that he hung on to the ball, and making sure that he got his cheeks on that field because I was a little nervous. Watching it, um, watching it live, I thought he was out. But when they slowed it down, I was like, oh, thank God his, his, you know, his cheeks were down. So um, one cheek equals two feet. So I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But that was one of the most amazing throws I have probably seen Carson Wentz make since 2017. Honestly. I think we can all agree on that. But it makes me it makes me so happy because now you see Carson Wentz being very, very comfortable He's getting comfortable. He's building this chemistry with the receivers that he has. And he doesn't have a whole lot. He doesn't. Carson Wentz was 30 of 43 for 266 yards. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. With 109 passer rating. 
You love to see it, don't you? I know I do. Um, Speaking of receivers, like I said, Carson Wentz, you're, you're down to bare bones right now. So you've got Ertz, Goddard, Perkins, Miles Sanders as a receiver, Boston Scott as a receiver, Greg Ward, and uh, JJ. JJ had zero catches, zero targets, zero yards, zero touchdowns. He could have had one touchdown had he caught the ball. But I think he had Nelson Aguilar in his head and he dropped it. And I don't think Carson Wentz targeted him again during the game after he dropped that. But, um, you know, that's beside the point because JJ made some pretty, some pretty, he made up elsewhere. I just don't want him to turn into Matt Collins where all he's doing when he's on the field is making these great blocks and not actually contributing to points being scored or, or, um, anything like that. So, um, I need, I need him to step up next week against the Cowboys and, and really, and, you know, really buckle down and give us, give us something to watch. You know, he's a big body, big body. And he's out there just making blocks. That's it. You know, I need him to step up next week. Um, Greg Ward. Been on the practice squad for three years. Finally, finally gets called up because they are, you know, wide receivers are dropping left and right. For him to go out there today and have seven receptions for 61 yards and a game-winning touchdown in the corner of the end zone, I almost flipped the table. I was so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I saw him jump up, catch the ball, hold on to it, hit the ground with Josh Norman draped all over him, I almost flipped a table. It was incredible. And you know what? He's going to keep doing it, y'all. He's going to keep doing it. Count on Greg Ward to score touchdowns next week and then again against the Giants. And and we've got ourselves a playoff berth, people. We do. We just got to handle business. We got to handle business next week versus Dallas. But, you know, I'll leave I'll leave all that lovely Dallas week excitement to the preview pod. I might drop the preview pod early. So like I said before, make sure you're subscribed to the show so that you get your little notification when I drop it. I'm so happy. So, so, so happy for Greg Ward that he got this opportunity. But it also begs the question, what the F were the coaches and the scout teams um, or the talent scouts watching for three years? What were they doing? Why did it take Greg Ward this long to get on the active roster? Why? And this is why I've been saying, and, you know, obviously this was before the podcast, but this is why I've been saying that I need Matt Collins out of here because Matt Collins has taken up a roster spot that could be given to somebody else who actually wants to play. And finally, finally, the Eagles cut ties with him, promote Greg Ward, 
And look what he's doing. He could be he could have been a contributor in week two. In week two, we're now looking ahead to week 16 and he's played consistent for two weeks. And we've won both games. So we're going to come back to we're going to come back to that point later, um, later in the year, once we sit back and really evaluate all of the talent that this Eagles team has and where they need to improve. Because I think that Greg Ward deserves to be signed to the active roster next year. One hundred percent. Let Nelson Aguilar walk. You know what? Cancel the man's key card now. I don't even want him in the facility because he's not going to play this year. He's still milking this knee injury that he got back in like, what, week six? I I don't know. Whatever excuse that he gave the media the other day, which I think was BS. I just I think he's I think he's done. I think he's ready to to call it quits. I think he's over this organization. And frankly, the fans are over him, too. You had one decent year, buddy, out of five. Coming out as the number one wide receiver in that 2000 whatever draft. And you were a disappointment every year, every year. So anyway, like I said, we'll we'll, we'll get into that um, when the season is over and and um, and all of that. But um, I want to give a, a special shout out really quick to Mr. Zach Ertz, because yesterday my man finally got some yak yards after the catch. Oh, that made my heart so happy. It made my heart so happy because usually he catches the ball and he trips over air and he just falls. Or he goes to run and he slips in the on the turf or whatever. He tackles himself 99.9% of the time. But you know what? That 1% yesterday? Happy for you, Zach. I'm very happy. It was good to see you catch and run. It was good. Let's keep seeing it, buddy. Let's keep seeing it. Uh, Zach ended the game with five receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. You love to see it. You really do. And um, I can't leave out Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard had a pretty solid game yesterday um I really really like when they do the tight end screen I I really like that because I feel like he is such a big body that when you see him come barreling out behind these um linemen and wide receivers are you know blocking for him and oh which brings me to another point anyway sorry that was a squirrel moment um I thought that really works well for this Eagles team he ended the game with five receptions and 55 yards. So I think that, um, especially going against this Dallas defense next week, I think you'll see a lot more of the tight end screen with him. Um, and, you know, I hope that Miles Sanders continues to run the ball the way that he is because he's developed so well during this season and you literally watch it game to game to game to game and he is improving like there is no tomorrow 
I think that um, at this point, the game is slowing down for him. He's able to see the holes. He's able to hit the holes. Um, you know, he's not dancing around as much as he did in the beginning of the season. So that that's kudos to Deuce Staley. That's kudos to Deuce Staley because he really makes sure that his running backs are prepared to go when their number is called and to make the most of the opportunity that they have. So, um, you know, shout out to everyone on this Eagles offense because obviously we wouldn't have won without them. So, um, yeah, very, very happy. But one, uh, one other thing that I wanted to point out was a big V big V, uh, started in place of Lane Johnson because of his high ankle sprain and it was horrendous. (laughs) It was bad. It was very bad. So big V was getting literally like bulldozed back into Carson Wentz's lap the entire first half of the game yesterday and it made me sick I'm like come on man like they call you big v for a reason like why are you getting steamrolled over here why but you know what he finally settled down I didn't hear his name called the camera didn't didn't zoom in on him or anything like that the entire second half so um it was good to see that he made the adjustments where he needed to make them and uh kept Carson safe so I'm happy about that very happy about that but um yeah I'm super happy victory Monday is gonna be a blast um what else was I going to say to you guys oh yes make sure you're following on wow 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 Make sure you are following me on Twitter. Um, We're doing uh, something pretty special for all of the listeners, for you guys this week. So make sure you're following me on Twitter. Um, I don't know what day the announcement is going to be, but if you're following me, then um, you'll see. You will see. So, um... Obviously, this um, this concludes a, another episode of Sports and Stilettos. Oh, that's what I remember. So next Sunday, I will finally, after <laughs> after trying to get there for the entire season, I will be down at the link hanging out with my friends at 4th and John uh, for their tailgate on Sunday for the Dallas game. I can't wait finally 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 um convinced my mom to babysit on a Sunday and um you know I'm super excited so um yes I will be down there probably gonna watch the game at Xfinity but you know what I'm happy because I finally get to go down there and party with them they are super super dope so shout out to fourth and John um and yeah I'm gonna, I get to party with you guys on, on Sunday. So um, that concludes another episode of Sports and Stilettos podcast, uh, episode 25. And uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. You can follow me on Instagram as well at, wow, Sports and Stilettos podcast. And, um, you know, make sure that Make sure you give a Dallas fan a little bit of hell this week. 
They're coming to South Philly on Sunday and it's going to be a war. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. This is the time that this Eagles team should be clicking because this is a fight for the division. Our playoff hopes depend on this game. And I think Carson Wentz can get it done. Argue with your mama about it if you want. I don't care. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I hope everybody has a great week. Soak up this win. And let's get ready for Dallas on Sunday. Peace and love, you guys.